0: and welcome to episode 22 of My Circus, My Monkeys. Question. Do you know what your greatest resource is? It's not time. It's not money. It's not even your team. Stay tuned, and we're going to talk about what your most important resource really is and why you need to start protecting it and reinvesting in it. So stay tuned.
1: You're listening to My Circus, My Monkeys, the podcast for supervisors in education or any field that emphasizes growth and development. If you want to reign in the chaos and transform your team to better serve your students and clients, keep listening. This podcast explores essential information on supervision, employee engagement, and using a strengths-based framework to empower you and your team. We'll examine the latest research in psychology, neuroscience, education, and beyond to help you and your team get to the next level with your host, and Brackett, the Chief Engagement Officer of Strengths University.
0: At Strengths University, we focus on three areas when we think about training and improving supervisors' performance. We look at strengths, we look at supervisor skills, and we look at developing systems. Now, what do all those have in common? We've talked about strengths quite a bit on this podcast. At the very heart of your talents, at a strengths-based framework, what you're really doing are finding the things that you're most talented at, aka that come most easily to you, and maximizing those. When you look at supervisor skills, what we're really doing is helping you fill in the gaps and understand, what do I do in this situation? What do I do in order to prevent X, Y, Z? When you look at systems, how do I create an effective system that honors my strengths and helps me put those supervisor skills into action? Each of those things is ultimately focused on managing your energy, because energy is your most important resource like we've talked about in other episodes, when you just let your talents do whatever they want, there is a decent chance that they're gonna show up as a weakness. And when you're spending your time doing things with your talent, but when it's not being productive, you are wasting energy. So instead, we help you understand your talents, find out how they're showing up for you so you can invest in them and make them be productive Show up as strengths so you can be as effective and efficient as possible. So you're saving energy. So supervisor skills. Most of us as supervisors have never actually been trained. Like we hear buzzwords and we know that certain things are important like setting expectations or holding people accountable, performance management, development, things like that. But typically no one sits down with us and tells us what does the research say? What makes the most sense? What does this actually look like, and what does it mean to me day-to-day as a supervisor? And when you don't know those things, every time something happens and you lack the skill to effectively deal with it, you waste a bunch of energy because you have to go round and round in your head trying to figure out what to do. Oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. Who can I go talk to? My supervisor, they're not really sure, et cetera, et cetera. Again, you're wasting energy. You're wasting your most valuable resource, systems. Like we've talked about before, just knowing something is nice, but it doesn't change anything. So that's why the third part of our framework has to do with helping you develop systems. Because how do you actually put into practice what you've learned? And not only that, how do you develop systems that allow you to run on autopilot so that you don't have to think as much? You don't have to spend energy every time something happens because it's all part of the system. So everything that we do is designed to help you maximize your energy. Now, why is this ultimately important? And why is energy your most valuable resource? I wanna talk a little bit about time because I think often we feel like if we had more time, we could get these things done, but that is a misnomer. I definitely have used this example before, but I want you to think about a time where you look ahead on your schedule and you're really excited because you either have a whole day Or a half day, or maybe a weekend where you don't have anything planned and you get super excited about it because you think about all the stuff that you're gonna get done in that time that you haven't been able to do. Now, think about when that day comes. Nine times out of 10, we don't get anywhere near the amount we want done. Why? Not because we don't have the time, because now we do. All of a sudden, we have that half day, we have that full day, we have the weekend, but we have no energy. And like we talked about on the stress episode, when you are in that fight or flight, the stress response, the hormones that are being kicked into your system make you focus on time. We are obsessed with time because we are always stressed. But more time is not the solution. More energy and energy conservation is. Now, I don't want to spend too much time on this. Back in the day, high school, elementary school, in physics, or even basic science, we learned about matter, right? And we learned about atoms. And atoms are the most basic piece of matter, right? Sure, if you break it down, you've got electrons and protons and neutrons. And if you're already getting bored with this conversation, just stick with me. It's just very briefly, I want to touch on this. But it wasn't until about a year ago when I found out that when you look at the world through quantum physics— Those are the people that have actually gone in and said, okay, atom very tiny. Oh, there's even smaller things. What are those made of? They are not made of matter. They are made of energy. The tiniest, tiniest things in the universe are not matter, they are energy. And since everything is created from those atoms, what that means is we are not matter, we are energy. So when we talk about conserving our energy, replenishing our energy, managing our energy. We're talking about managing ourselves. When I first heard this, I was kind of, well, I was taken aback. We'll just say that. And it really kind of unwound a lot of the ways that I thought about the world and myself and how I approach things, especially having my own business. I was focused on time. How much time will it take me to do these things? But I had to reevaluate that in terms of energy. How was I spending my energy? And was I spending it on the right things? And I think that we fail to do that on a daily basis. I've become better at it, but I still haven't mastered it. But I think for most people, this is a fairly new concept. And it's actually not that new of an idea. It's just that most people aren't tuned in to quantum physics. And I only got tuned into this about a year ago. Like they discovered atoms or energy way back in the, I think, 1920s. But they're not telling us, mostly because we've got other stuff going on, right? And most likely, if you're listening to this podcast, with a few exceptions, probably you didn't study a lot of quantum physics. And I only bring it up to really help emphasize the fact that energy is your most valuable resource because you are energy, Okay, so let's step back from the deep science and talk about, from a practical standpoint, what this means. I'm not sure if I've talked about this in previous episodes or not, but our brain is lazy. It wants to use the least amount of energy possible to get things done. Why? Because it is concerned about our safety. Its number one goal is to keep us alive. So, because of that, it automates pretty much everything. We are running on autopilot. 95 to 99% of the time. And when we're stressed, it's definitely up in that 99 area. So, all of the things that we've learned in the past that have seemingly helped us, and that includes our strengths, because when you start to break strengths and talents down, what it is is a bunch of tiny behaviors, ways of thinking about things. And we talked about this in the talent episode, in the definition of talent. They are small little pieces that we have absorbed over time and we have practiced repeatedly. And that's why they come so easy to us. But just like we talked about in that episode, if we don't know how they're showing up because we're on autopilot, because we're just trying to get through the day with the load of bleep that's on our plates, so we're not really present and we're not aware of what's going on. Those are the things that are showing up for us. So what we need to do is make sure that that autopilot is running as effectively as possible. What determines how effective it is? What are your goals? What are you trying to accomplish? And in strength speak, we call that productivity. And that's again why if you're using your talents productively, it's called a strength because it's helping you achieve those goals. And when you're not, they're typically showing up as weaknesses. So something that's preventing you from reaching your goals, keeping you from being productive. And when that happens, you're wasting energy. You are on autopilot, but the things that you're doing are leading you away from where you want to be. So when you go through the process of figuring out, what are my talents? How are they showing up? Then learning these new skills, what actually is supposed to happen? And then implementing them through effective systems, you're maximizing your productivity and you are using your energy as effectively as possible. Because like I said before, your brain is lazy. It doesn't want to have to think about things all the time, even though you may be one of those people that likes to think about things over and over again. Maybe it seems like you're always in your head. But that also is a waste of energy because you're not actually moving forward. You're not being productive. And so all of the podcast episodes that we do, all of the trainings that we have are designed to help you reevaluate how you are doing things so that you can maximize your effectiveness, maximize your productivity. And I want to make sure that when I say this, what you're understanding is I'm not talking about, oh good, now I can see more students. Oh good, now I can do more work. I want you to be able to do quality work that is effective, aka helping you reach your goals in the shortest amount of time possible, not so you can do more work, but so you can do less work, so you can have more work-life balance, so you can have less stress in your life. And that all comes down to energy management. So taking doing things off the table, let's talk about people. Why is this important in your relationships. And by relationships, I mean anyone that you interact with, whether it be at work, at home, etc. Because we are energy, when we encounter other energy, there is an interaction. Perhaps you've heard of the term energy vampire. Those people that when you talk to them, when they come your way, even when you just think about them, it drains you. That is a real thing. Why? Because another way to think of energy is energy waves. So, when you have someone at a different frequency whose waves are different than yours, it can truly zap your energy. And we talk about these things casually. It's in our nomenclature. When you talk about good vibes or bad vibes or being on the same wave as another person, or did you feel the energy in that room? Those are real things because we are impacted by our environment, by other forms of energy, which, if we're energy, the person next to you is energy. And so, as you're going through your day and you're interacting with people, and some of those people are energy vampires for you, but you don't have the skills to get them out of your office or to deal with them appropriately, then you're going to sit there and let them drain you. And you're going to have no energy to get the things done that you need to do. And it's going to take you longer to do everything. When you surround yourself with the right people, they give you energy. Just like when you align your talents with what you want to accomplish, it gives you energy. It is a good, effective use of your energy. Same thing with people. And there are, of course, as a supervisor, you're going to encounter people that perhaps they are draining to you, and that doesn't mean you can necessarily fire them, but you can learn how to better interact with them to protect yourself, to protect your energy. Because if you don't, they're draining the thing that is most important to you, the thing that you are made of. And going back to our episode on feelings, and even the one on stories, when these interactions happen, when your energy collides with another person's energy, and that can be because the person's actually there or because of our thoughts. If you remember, when we have these thoughts, it kicks in an emotion, and that emotion changes our body chemistry. It shoots out different hormones depending on how we, quote unquote, feel about the situation. What we think about the situation makes us feel. That is all changing our energetic frequency. And so when I talk about being able to better manage your emotions and better manage your thoughts, we're talking about preventing you from losing energy through those drains by ineffectively or inefficiently. Focusing on things that may or may not be true, but we think that they are based on our stories, that sucks away our energy. And we're using them for things that aren't helping us get where we want to go. And this, of course, is true for every single person ever. But as supervisors, we have so many more things on our plates. We have so many more people that we have to interact with and not just interact with them, but we're responsible for their performance. We're responsible For their development. And when we don't know exactly what we're supposed to do, like, oh, I know I'm supposed to help my people develop, but what does that mean? What does it look like? When no one teaches us how to do that, we waste our energy trying to figure it out and try different things that may or may not work, which again is why we try to combine all of those things into an effective framework to help you get where you want to go. But again, it is all about energy conservation maximizing your energy, energy management. I think an example would be helpful here. When I was a supervisor on campus and was in charge of an RA staff, there were two individuals who didn't get along very well. And because of that, there were a few people on staff who chose sides, kind of unofficially, but enough that you could tell that that was happening. There were some other people who just tried to stay out of it, which was great. But during RA training one year, there was a little blow up over something that I thought was fairly benign, but it turned into a bit of an argument. Now, because I hadn't really been trained on how to successfully navigate that situation, I wasted a lot of energy trying to figure it out, never really figuring it out, feeling badly that I couldn't figure it out. And my solution was to ignore it and hope it would go away, which it did not. And I then wasted a lot of feelings feeling badly about myself, feeling ashamed that I couldn't have handled that better being irritated with other people because they were still having these fights, disagreements, whatever. But all of that was a huge investment of my energy that could have been used elsewhere. And it all came back to stories I had about myself, about the world that I hadn't disassembled, that I hadn't unpacked to really see if there were alternate stories that were just as true. And we talked about that in the stories episode. It came back to me not being taught how to effectively supervise and manage conflict on my team. And because of all those things, I wasted a ton of energy on that that could have been used to help students start new initiatives, even just to do nothing. Sometimes we try to be more efficient so we can fit more work in instead of just being efficient and using that time to rest our brains to be more creative to replenish ourselves. So why is this important as a supervisor? How does it benefit you, your team, and your students when you start thinking about yourself in terms of energy instead of time, instead of dollars, instead of personnel, instead of things that you have done? A, it honors the fact that we are energy. And if you were a little skeptical when I said that, please research it. Please look it up because I was kind of weirded out by it too. But It is true. It is the difference between Newtonian physics and quantum physics, for those of you with context who care about that sort of thing, or those of you with learner, or even input, or just anybody who's interested, quite frankly. And because we are energy, everything that we emit, that we feel, that we project, impacts other people, impacts our students, impacts our staff. And when we're not properly managing our energy, we have less time and less bandwidth to effectively deal with our staff, with students. We're not performing our best because we're getting distracted by the little tangents that our talents want to do because it's, it's easy for them to do, not because they're effective in getting us where we want to go. It's just fun for our, for our learner to learn a bunch of things about XYZ. It's just fun for our restorative to look for problems and solve them even though those aren't necessarily problems that are impacting our ultimate goals. It's just fun things for them to do. So when we can get a hold of those and better manage them, we do in fact have more time. But even more importantly, we have more energy to put towards the things that we wanna do, whether it be at work or at home. And at home's just as important because without that balance, without that self-care, when we show up at work, we're not coming with our full energy as well. This positively impacts your staff because they're getting the best of you. And when you learn these supervisor skills and you implement them and you better understand how to navigate and manage your talents, you're going to be a better supervisor for them. When something happens, like when it happened for me, you're able to step in. And even though it may be a bit unpleasant and a bit new for you, you know what you're supposed to do And there are systems in place to handle it. So you don't have to overthink. You don't have to waste all that brain power, that energy going round and round in circles because it's all right there what happens in these situations to best address it. Of course, for those of you with individualization, every situation, there are some differences. But when you know and understand your talents, the supervisor skills, and the systems, you know where there's wiggle room and you know where you can customize and you know where you need to be consistent. And of course, with all these things, this benefits your staff because when you learn how to do things, you can help them learn it as well. They can start better managing their talents. They can start to learn. Maybe they're not supervisors. If you are supervising supervisors, then absolutely teaching them those supervisor skills, getting them that information. But even if they're not, knowing that you know how to handle situations increases that's right it increases employee engagement this benefits your students because when you are being effective conserving your energy and using it for the things that help you be productive most likely those are the things that you're there to do right your objectives at whatever institution you're in is to ultimately help those students achieve xyz to be successful All the things that you're doing behind the scene is ultimately for their benefit. So when you can do those more effectively, and once you're effective, make those things more efficient, you're able to show up with your best. You're able to bring your best energy to your students. So is your team. And again, you can role model for them that energy management, how to handle situations honoring their unique talents and helping them understand how that shows up in the world to help them achieve their goals. So your homework for this week is to start thinking about yourself in terms of energy. And in order to do that, I want you to go back in to those journals that you've been keeping, to those spreadsheets, however you've been doing it. And if you have nothing to go back on because you haven't been doing it, that's fine if if you want to start fresh. When you think about how am I using my talents every day, both beneficially and in ways that maybe aren't so productive, also make a note of your energy level. If there are certain things throughout the day, like just take... If you're doing two minutes to think about that, add a minute and think about were there things or people or situations throughout the day that either drained your energy or gave you energy? And often when you use your strengths productively, that's going to be one of those situations that it's going to give you energy. And when you are actually not using your strengths, when you're trying to do things outside your talents or out of your strength zone, those are also going to be things that are draining on your energy. So make a note of those because I want you to become more aware of the things that are actually holding you back and that are keeping you from being the dynamic energetic being that you are. And it's those things. And once you know about them, once you understand where they are, you can start making decisions to mitigate that situation. How am I going to approach this person differently? How am I going to approach this situation differently? Is this something that I need to find a complimentary partner to take on? But until you know what's giving you or sucking away your energy, you can't make any decision. Again, you're just on autopilot going through the day, and unbeknownst to you, getting your energy sucked. And that sucks. Next time, I want to talk a little bit more about your systems. And we've talked about this in other episodes, but in light of what we've talked about today and how it impacts our energy, I want to kind of revisit that and focus in on why your systems matter. And this is coming from someone who has adaptability and definitely until recently felt like, I don't really want a lot of systems because that kind of boxes me in and I can't do whatever I want or be flexible. So I want to talk about why they are important, not necessarily from a consistency sake, but from an energy standpoint. Okay, so until then, focus on your energy, keep track of what gives you energy and what depletes your energy, and stay strong.
1: Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkeys. You can find this episode's transcript and links as well as other episodes on our website www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.
0: As always, Alicia and I are here to support you as you reflect on where you are and where you want to go. One great way to invest in yourself and your team is to join us for the summer cohort of the Supervisor Strengths Institute. We are revamping the Institute this summer to make it even more manageable for your busy schedule. It is the same great content, but we've condensed it so you can work through each week's modules and start implementing change even faster. We know that life can too easily get in the way of you staying on track. So we've also added a bonus for everyone who completes all eight weeks of learning. You will get an additional 60 minutes of our time and you can use that for more individual coaching, a short team session, or to receive a discount on a longer team workshop. Our Summer Institute starts on May 28th. Go ahead and register now Check it off your list. We want you, your team, and your students to shine their brightest, and that starts with you. So join us for the Summer Institute using the link in the show notes, or if you have questions about the Institute or other services, contact us at anne, and that's A-N-N-E, at strengthsuniversity.org.
1: Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links as well as other episodes on our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.